0: To the knowledge of its creators, no one was harmed in the recording of this broadcast. Ooh, that's good. All right, we're back. Hey, we're back. Episode. Where were we? What do you mean, where were we? We were gone for a little bit. You know how they, like it's almost like TV. You, you turn it back on and boom. Oh, it's like on there. a reality
1: show and you know they're filming day after day, but they're like, last week on this episode. Remember last week when we competed? Girl, it was yesterday. <laughs> you can't fool me. Yeah,
0: something like that. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> no, it's like, you know when they film like a reality show, like Top Chef or something, they film it in like 30 to 40 days. But every time they premiere an episode each week, they're like, last week on this episode? No, it wasn't last week. They literally recorded
0: yesterday. They're all in the same clothes.
1: They do that. Great British baking. Yeah. yeah they yeah. said how gross it gets by the end. You're
0: all wearing the same clothes, but this is supposed to be on a different day of the weekend? <laughs> Are you sure? Just go to Target
1: and buy five of the same shirts. Exactly.
0: I'm not doing that. Maybe that's show. what you
1: can use your winnings from luggage on.
0: You, 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 purposely tried to lure me into a conversation that I'm not going to have. on Lure? Air. Is that a fishing joke? I, I, <laughs> we don't know anything about fishing. I know that's fine. Oh my <laughs> god! I do. I went fishing. I name the episode. <laughs> Catfishing. <of> <laughs> Bickersons. They're not even listening to each other. <laughs> He's talking about you're arguing with me, and I want to go fishing. After 14 years of marriage, I'm going to go fishing and catch me. uh. Trout. Glad the warning to be here signs
1: again. of
0: dementia are. I'm sorry, what? I think I need <laughs> exactly. to take the headphones off because I'm not really <laughs> hearing anything through them. And I'm missing out on parts of your conversation. That's better. You
1: were rambling, and then I said the warning signs of dementia
0: are. You're the one who has the warning sign of dementia because you couldn't remember what was going on today. You have some kind of like blinking episode. <laughs> You and our server earlier, none of you knew. what. And the person who checked me in for my appointment this morning, she didn't know what she was doing either. She's like, oh, my brain is just fizzing out and it's already only 9 o'clock in the morning. What am I going to do? I'm like, you got to get my appointment right. It's what you're going to do.
1: Didn't they cancel it anyways?
0: No, it wasn't canceled. It was, it was, re, it was like <laughs> slid. I was going say it, it like slided over to the <laughs> other slided. side. But that's not oh, real, bringing out the big words. Word. Showing off
1: that Emerson degree now.
0: <laughs> it was slated. The nice thing is that there's an intro to this episode. So you guys already know what the name of the podcast is. Do we? They know. <laughs> I don't know if you know,
1: but they know. <laughs> oh yeah. Ah. No. Just it's, for the taste of it. It's not <laughs>
0: Diet Coke. I don't know who you think is going to be listening. Some executive up in some tower. Like, oh my goodness, they mentioned our product. Please send them cases and cases of whatever they just mentioned. I would like
1: the Diet Coke lime, please. And
0: I would like the ginger ale bowl. It's a new bold. product. Bold. bold. But my name again is Michael. The <clears> person <throat> to my right has not decided how he's going to be identified. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Lenny until something else comes up.
1: Lenny. Mm. Yeah, if you were
0: Laura Lenny, and now you're going to be Lenny, can I, I think Lenny's better. Lenny. Until you come up with something.
1: Sounds like I'm in like an Irish mob. Hey, Lenny, to take care of the body today.
0: Mm. Lenny, to deliver the package. <laughs> oh, I've been delivering the package for years. Oh I just don't understand why I subject myself to this again and again. I like
1: to uh, remain um, obtuse. <laughs> No, what's uh, the In shadow, in mystery. I'm the man from Oz. I'm behind the curtain. That way, no one knows what house to egg. <laughs> so
0: I guess you're just going to be Linny, since you're not picking out anything else. No, I you know? enjoy
1: Linny. I, uh, let's go with it. Yeah. I feel a character.
0: But Linny is fine. <laughs> I'm a man of allure. I like it. Okay. It. We do it. Excellent. So I hope you've come prepared. Today's subject is, can't wait to reveal it. Because it's just been Memorial Day. We just had our long, long weekend for the unofficial start of summer for many of us. And so I figure we talk about summer movies. Movies that remind us of summertime. Yes, please
1: rephrase that. It's not summer movies. It's movies that remind us of summer. Because summer movies was too broad of a subject. So we needed to you know simplify it to movies that just make us... Huh. I had a thought. <laughs> I had a thought and that thought was summertime.
0: Thinking of summer. Thinking of summertime indeed. Mm. five of them top five
1: top five um do we have categories here do we have top five like porno films top five westerns i sent
0: this information to you weeks ago i'm more of a spur-of-the-moment kind of gal i've done my research i've already had my mentality i've watched the movies well all but aren't we the
1: studious one i'm the kind of gal that changes her lipstick seven times (laughs) before going out I didn't say I took off the other layers. I just kept adding. Who's
0: that clown you're living with? I saw you with some clowns. You dating clowns now?
1: Clowns can be very erotic. I don't want to date one, though.
0: No offense to any of the clowns out there.
1: You think clowns are listening to this?
0: I'm not really sure who's.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, focus. And by ladies and gentlemen, I mean you.
0: I'm here. I'm ready. I'm, All right, I'm, let's I'm, let's I'm dive right here. into it.
1: As they say in the biz. The oh. clam shucking biz.
0: Shout <laughs> a lot of chum in the water. Somebody's <laughs> gonna get bit. I see I a focused. lot of notes. I, I'm on yeah, because I want to write Ooh. everything down. I wanted to document my information. I want to look back on it because eventually when the breakup tour happens, <laughs> I want to have a mesos. So we're gonna do a top five. I'm gonna start off with my number five movie that remind me of summer. Okay. And that is bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Before Midnight. Mm. Part of the before trilogy. Is that a vampire by... series, right? No. You've you got the wrong trilogy. <laughs> oh, no, this is the one with all the talk talk. Oh, is this Hawk? Hawk and Pale Girl?
1: Oh, that sounds like a Marvel movie. <laughs> is it Ethan Hawk? Yes, it is Ethan Hawk. Hawk and Hawk. Pale lady.
0: And and Julie Delft, where they play the respective roles of um Jesse and Celine, who we met originally in Before Sunrise, so Before Sunrise, Before Sunset is the second one, and then Before Midnight is the third, which came out in 2013. During the summer, I saw it during the summer. It reminds me of summer. They're set; it's set during a family vacation, summer vacation, that is, um, in the southern part of Greece, where we find Jesse trying to bond with his son from a previous relationship his son Hank
1: so are him and Celine not a couple because I've never seen any of these um, but I know they were very like they like are they filmed over like a period of one day or one night or something like that or one little time frame
0: yes they are, it pretty much is a, a day it's like of a little their...
1: snippet of their life right but are they together in this one or no
0: they are together so when it opens Hank and um, Jesse are saying goodbye to each other Hank is flying back to his mother um, after spending this vacation time with his father, they as they exit, I should say, Hank is boarded the plane, and Jesse is exiting the uh, the airport. And during that exit, we see a woman by a car. That woman is Celine. She's on the phone. We get into the car. We realize that there are two children, in there, two twin girls, who are their children, and they are now together
1: so that is is that the beginning of the film and that's it's picking up after the two previous films so that's your introduction to this story is oh my god they have twins they're together
0: yes yes he
1: shacked up with somebody before and had another kid
0: right okay
1: is any of this pertinent to the storyline
0: yes it is because it, 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 it as we progress through the course of the movie that becomes a point of contention between uh the two of them because Jesse wants to be more involved in Hank's life. Gotcha. Hank's in Chicago, okay. and her career is on on another, continent. on another continent.
1: So that's a different time, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. so it's 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 rather important to her, uh, to them, to to kind of settle this. So out of the two, who gets the superpowers first? <laughs> they both have the superpower of love,
1: because <laughs> you know nobody's watching anything nowadays unless they have superpowers. Do you know what's interesting is? I've always thought that Julie Depley, is it Depley, Deeply? Uh, Delphi. Delphi. Huh. I was close. Um, I always thought these were her vehicles. I always thought this was her writing and her like storytelling, but it's not. It's Richard Linkletter.
0: Well, it's all three of them. They both. Oh, I see, three of them she, oh okay. Before.
1: I didn't know that. Because yeah. I just always remember these being around and like um, the independent movie theater scene and stuff like, oh, it's another one of these movies.
0: But I don't remember anybody actually watching them until you. <laughs> I mean, you haven't met anyone who actually has watched them there's beautiful vistas in the southern part of greece um, where they're outside they're talking they're like having dinner with their friends beautiful blue skies rolling green hills there's a lot of walking and there's a lot of conversations as people are exploring their feelings about love and if they had and the two main characters if they would still be attracted to each other if they had met now at the ages that they are but they were teens when they first met that freshness of first love, and I'm really connecting with a person, and I want to see you again. And then they do reconnect in uh, the Before Sunset movie. And so now they're together and they've got kids, and you're kind of reflecting back on how you're feeling towards each other. I, I, I really do enjoy these movies, which are delving into a long term relationship, and you get to see the progress uh, just for a day. But we've been with them for for so long, for yeah. so long. So I I just I just love seeing it. And I, did, and I remember seeing it at the Coolidge Corner before. Prior movie was also set during the summer, released during the summer. Uh, set in uh, in France, uh, Paris, France. Um, so and I remember just having a discussion with a stranger at the end of it. Uh, when we're standing outside and really unfortunately being reprimanded because we really shouldn't have been talking about the ending for people who had not seen the movie
1: or oh you're one of those people
0: but it was just so beautifully done and it was just so connective and I, I, mean, I just wanted to talk to someone about it as well as the people i went to see the movie with
1: so you were um, accosting people on
0: the sidewalk you know, and i think the conversation just came up naturally between two people who were enjoying themselves you're one of those people oh my god Uh,
1: what is it? Sixth Sense. I was standing in line to go into the theater with my friends to see it. It was letting out. You had to clean it and they let people out. We were like side by side lines and they were going one direction. And I just, this girl walking past us, all I heard her say was, so wait a minute. I don't get it. Was he dead the whole time? And she was talking to a friend going by and I didn't think anything about it at all. And then literally halfway through the movie, it's like a light bulb went off so big in my head, I sat up in my seat and was like, I know the ending. And my friends were like, shut up. And I said, I don't know it because I figured, but that girl walking past me, I, said, oh, I bet you he's dead. You
0: know that ruin the experience of the movie for you? It did because I just kept waiting for it to come true.
1: But okay. still a great film. Tony Collett's amazing. But anyways, sidebar, you ruined that film for somebody.
0: I want to hear your five. T- Do you have five? Yes, I have seven. Oh, all his information is on one and it doesn't even take up the full page. Oh, it could be all the off the cuff. This is going to be good. I had to be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing I just wanted to mention is, uh, during this as well is that I like the coverage that they did in the room where the argument happens about Celine not being um, happy with oh. her, not her career choices, but the limitations that he may be putting on them. So they have a, an argument in a hotel room, which to me, again, I love hotel rooms and that's vacation-y as well, summery vacation-y, uh, but it, just in about three or four rooms, uh, they use nice coverage between the bathroom, the bedroom, the sitting room. Uh, a little vista going to the outside, you're
1: doing a Yelp review on the Ramada Inn right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: had lovely towels, no, but when you're trying soap, <laughs> but when you're basically trying to give uh, an argument, kind of movement, set the scene, and yeah, and they were using the space well, you know, a lot okay, of, a lot of medium shots, but okay. keeping things interesting, keeping the energy because they're arguing as adults, they're not like screaming, there's not a lot of hysteronics, yes, they're upset. The normal, like it's a, it's a, an adult conversation where people are trying to actually hear each other. Oh, okay. Instead of an argument, just, where people don't really care. Well, they're they just, yeah, they're, they're just yelling caring. just to get just just yelling to get their frustrations out. Most so of our conversations,
1: listening. yeah. You know, we
0: we've had <laughs> our arguments, and, <laughs> and unfortunately, some of them have been hysterotic. So,
1: and you're out of one in five. What would this be like? Your favorite, or your fifth, or twenty seventh, twice
0: removed on your mom's side. What's the criteria?
1: No, you said there was our top five. Like, out of your top five, which one is this? Oh, I
0: thought I said at the beginning this is number five. Oh, I'm sorry, I so missed I'm that. doing five
1: to one. Five to one. Yeah, so this is. number So three. we'll hit one tomorrow. This is at ne- this rate.
0: But I, I think we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that.
1: All right. So summer movie? No, no, no. Let me correct that. Movies that make me feel like summer. I want to be <laughs> tapped into my summertime
0: emotions. Oh,
1: these are way better than yours, and I don't want to make people feel like. Oh, there's one that really enjoys me. You haven't
0: even listed a movie yet. Can we hear it? All right. On?
1: My number five is Jaws. Not just because it takes place in summer, which is what this category should be, but because it makes me feel like summer. And it still <laughs> makes me think there's a shark in the water. My
0: movies do take place during summer. There's a shark in my boots.
1: So, Jaws, you've seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, Defensive sorry there. there's a great love story there there's a love story between the animatronic shark and those people's legs and the boat it's a beautiful film richard dreyfuss probably his last great role um before that Valvoline commercial that's really all i can say i love the music to it obviously as we all do john williams bah, 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 bah. but i love the cast of characters and i like that the majority of the film takes place between just a couple people And a bunch of dead people on the beach. And I've been to Martha's Vineyard since that movie. And I actually went to a live performance of Jaws. It was on the screen and they had a full orchestra playing. It was so much fun to watch and be right there. And I still don't go in the water off Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) So, but that's like a big summertime. I feel like it's summertime when I watch that movie. I feel like, okay, this is it. I rewatched that movie quite a bit. I've actually watched all of them. How many are, are there? There's like seven now,
0: isn't there? there? Only three. I, I, no. I once they did the three D, I'm like, you know what, y'all? I'm done. Thanks, but I'm out.
1: Oh, they did a 3D. So Jaws was 75, 78 was Jaws 2, still with Roy. Oh, Jaws the Revenge is really good. That's with Michael Kane, right? And then Lorraine Lorraine Gray, the wife, um, they're together and the plane crashes in the water and he survives. He swims out the other side. It's Unity. Um, and then Jaws 3D. Oh, yeah, that was one with Dennis Quaid and Bess Armstrong. Yeah, that was wasn't that in an aquarium of some sort? Might have been. <laughs> oh, I thought there was way more Jaws'. I guess there's only three.
0: No, there were four. You need four.
1: Did I? Jaws, Jaws the Revenge, Jaws 3D. That's three, Michael. Oh no, that is four. I'm sorry.
0: So sure. well, can you can you listen again, please? So I... Jaws,
1: Jaws 2, Jaws the Revenge, Jaws 3D, which is Dennis Quaid when he's very yeah, that's the one in the aquarium. That has some cool scenes though. And then there's obviously a million spin-offs of Jaws movies, but I really thought there was more Jaws movies. Anyway, so that's my number five, okay. Jaws. Quick watch. Don't really have to pay attention anymore.
0: i <laughs> just just before we leave the shark-infested waters of Jaws. Are, are you a fan of the Sharknado movies at all?
1: No, I have not ventured into the realm of Sharknado. I did like the Mega one, Mega Mega with Jason Statham. Whatever Statham. Oh, How do you pronounce them. his name? It was entertaining. <laughs> it wasn't like so all of the, a lot of these like movies are not for you to like dissect. It's for you to sit back and be like, "All right. That was an enjoyable distraction." The underwater movie with Kristen Stewart. I don't like her. I love that movie. I I wouldn't know. It took me away for a little bit. It is what it is. Sometimes you just throw money in the little machine and you oh this is oh I'm dating myself. <laughs> this is when you would throw money in a machine and get a DVD out.
0: <laughs> where you would
1: send away and you would receive one in the mail I'm like,
0: What's um, you?
1: <laughs> but no no like dating me is in my age as no, I, I used to like to play the the russian roulette of dvds where you just randomly pick a movie or you just randomly select something on netflix and they would send you the damn like okay cool um because you never know what you don't know till you see it i remember i don't know, 10 years ago you made a comment on my oh i talk about the gray the movie the gray with um liam neeson and you're like i oh, always like how you'll just watch anything <laughs> Insinuating it was a terrible movie. Then, like a bad guy. <laughs> then he not watched that guy. movie and he freaking loved it. I was enraptured by the performance and storyline. But anyways, back to like Jaws and shark movies. I think for me, summer equals big time, like action, something just like grotesquely animated, blown out of the water. I don't know, just something big and over the top that's not really realistic, but it's just kind like, of oh, it's the start of summer. Will Smith shot down something. It used to be, the that was in the 90s, when Will Smith owned the summer. Um, but yeah, so Jaws has always been a, I always watch it every summer. All
0: right. Well, I maybe mean, yeah. that's what you're thinking, then that's what you're thinking. If that's what we're going to lean into, what we like.
1: Cool. So, um, what diatribe do you have next?
0: <laughs> we're going to take us a really quick break, and we're going to come right back. I'm going to stretch my legs, I'm going to walk out, I'm going to walk out, I'll never come back.
1: They don't need to know what you're doing, Michael. This isn't your proctologist. I'm going
0: to go walk my dog. And we're back. So we're going to pick up with number four on the list of movies that remind us of the summer. It's a classic, people. It's an animated Disney classic. Mustafa and the Magic Carpet. It's from that period, but that's not the movie, and there was no carpet in the line. (laughs) So what we're going to do is talk about the movie, my number four pick, Hercules.
1: Hercules, he's a hero.
0: So this movie was number 35 in Disney's pantheon of animated films. It came out in 1997. Um, I'm 29 by that time. (laughs) Anybody wants to keep track during Disney's Renaissance period when The Little Mermaid came out in eighty-nine, uh The Rescuers Down Under. Uh I think Mulan is part of yeah, Mulan was nineteen was the next was the following yeah, year, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, the next one. Yeah. So it's all part of that Renaissance period when they were making all those wonderful movies. But I just remember going to it repeatedly and just having a blast with the music, with Danny DeVito's character, um Phil, uh what is it? Phil Philatides, is that the, the full name or something like that danny yeah and then um james wood is as as hades it's just so much fun beautifully animated song after song um i think alan menken is the composer so you've got the gospel truth the main the main titles uh one last hope that danny performs yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean memorable tunes that you're, you're humming on your way out zero the hero yeah. go to distance uh, which is really Hercules' Megara's song. Um, I won't say I'm in love. I think that's actually my favorite song from the.
1: It is a great. Yeah. The, the more you, the more you point this out, the more I'm thinking. Oh my god! Yes, it is such an enjoyably watchable film. Enjoyably watchable film. Yeah. Yeah. Signs of a stroke. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> Medical issues.
1: Who is her singing voice though? Is it Donna Murphy or no? It's uh. It's is it not Susan Vinic- Egan. Susan Egan, yes. Yeah. But I, is the voice um no, never mind. Continue. I was going to say Demi Moore, but I completely forgot. She's Hunchback from Notre Dame. Yeah,
0: well, um, I never saw that one, actually. Uh, does she okay. sing in it? Is it? Is there...
1: I don't think No, somebody does her singing voice. Oh, and yeah. I thought in Hercules, somebody does, but I think it is Susan Egan. I think she does the singing and the yeah, Yeah, the yeah, vocal. yeah, yeah. She does both. Um, and then Tate Donovan is um, Hercules, who I believe at the time he was filming this was dating what, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. And he did a Sandra Bullock. He has some hotties for being such a <clears throat> interesting looking fella.
0: But I don't think he does any of the singing. I don't
1: think who, he does either. Yeah, I think he's the voice.
0: Yeah, because really, there's only the... Is it Roger
1: Bart or something yeah, like that? Yeah.
0: Who does go the distance, so that's really... Yeah. That, I think that's the one big song that Hercules has. I can go the distance. But, you know, he's in the other musical numbers. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Just not singing. But, yeah, I just love the animation. It is beautiful, yeah. The story's yeah. on point. Everyone's having a lot of fun. But, you know, the voice acting's on point. Yeah.
1: It's one of those when they take a huge star like Danny DeVito and you cannot see him do any other Disney character. It's like that was written for Danny DeVito. Oh, you yeah. can't see anybody else as that little centaur. Um there's so many times that Disney has really really done that well and that is amazing. Him and and Hades. Uh, James Woods is brilliant. Mm-hmm. His highs and lows and the facial like they just captured the pointed face and mm-hmm.
0: uh this is disdain and yeah what's going on here guys you're wearing his merchandise you're checking out his stuff (laughs) why
1: he's up there with um jeremy irons a scar like one of those just
0: oh there's a bit there where there's like something scar shows like they use him i think phil uses him like a like a towel yeah so that's my number four pick oh Hercules, david yeah sorry
1: you're bringing me back i hadn't thought about this movie in a while but it is so much fun
0: so watch it people if you got a chance do you want to tell us what your number um, four pick is?
1: Let's go with something as deep and moving as Hercules. Is it
0: Titanic? No. That's summer.
1: This is gonna be this is gonna be one of those movies that either people love or hate. And I don't know why I love this. I cannot tell you. I can watch this movie over and over again and I enjoy so I extrapolate so much for I just I just let myself kind of drift away with these weird characters that I would never ever be associated with. But my movie is sideways they create such a world and he creates such a little world that is fascinating to me that I'm just like, Oh, he's kind of like, what's that word? Um, repugnant, but also like
0: fascinating. Alexander Payne's. Yeah, no, that that's great. I really enjoy
1: it. I don't even think I saw it in theaters because I was just like, huh? But, oh no, maybe I did after I saw it. I, and then they were showing, we have this beautiful little independent movie theater back home in Kentucky um, that shows one film at a time. And I did go back and see it there. I, Cause everybody was just talking about Paul. Paul Giamatti was just mm-hmm. like, so just watchable and just cringeworthy and all these things. And I'm like, Hey, it sounds like me, uh, <laughs> but he drinks a lot of wine. Also sounds like me, um, but I actually remember like one of these hoity toity wine groups in our, in our hometown bought out the entire theater for their wine group to show them sideways. Cause they thought it was a movie about wine mm-hmm. and I'm like wine. The wine trip's kind of a catalyst for him to finally hit rock bottom. I think it's finally for him to, you know get to the end of his rope and decide what to do with himself mm-hmm. um is the wine trip for this um it's his best friend's bachelor party but his best friend isn't exactly ready to get married and he meets the incredibly dynamic sandra O. Oh and just has like a runaway weekend with her he tries to sow his wild oats and all that stuff and they're really just terrible guys and terrible guys in you would never want your sister to date these guys <laughs> they're sleeping around getting ready to go to the altar and it's kind of like oh bad choice central but it's so great to watch thomas hayden church mm-hmm. and then oh my god the great virginia man who i wish was in everything i wish virginia was in every movie she is such a great actress and i don't think she gets any credit for it but this is one of those subtle roles of hers that she does so well that counterparts you know Paul G- oh did you ever see um what is it small parts or whatever it is the um the true story about the shock jock who's what's his name howard stern small parts Howard parts whatever yeah. Paul jimma's first thing I ever saw him in was that he plays his like business manager and he's just like pop he look pretty
0: much yeah. a cokehead
1: like a rattled out cokehead and that's Paul Giamatti's energy he's like he has bursts and i think she just complimented his bursts of energy so well and you actually saw where this might actually work as a dynamic couple but they do it all in this journey of the wine country and it's which took me out of the world. I've been through the wine country, but I've never enjoyed it like like in scene. And I don't know that much about wine, but I I enjoy a good wine trip. I don't know. I felt like all of it just was a world unto its own, and nobody could ever duplicate that little tiny story. But it was like a little slice of a, a life that I just really enjoyed watching, and I could watch over and over and over again. You could picture this guy has literally been doing that job for thirty years, mm-hmm. and that's his and that's him, and that's how I mm-hmm. feel in sideways. Like this guy's just been doing this. And is he going to have a realization and actually make some adjustments and be happier in life? Or is he just going to keep being him? And sometimes it's like you see those people in your life that are, you know, just are repeating, repeating, repeating. You're like, ah, I think that's just going to be them. Mm -hmm. And that's great. Love them for what they are. And I love Paul for who he is. But in that movie, it's just like, oh, I don't know if he's going to have the hero moment. I just don't. <laughs> but anyways, I'm just fascinated by that movie. So. <laughs> Why have you not seen Beauty... Why have you not seen Angela Lansbury?
0: Why You made a
1: conscious choice in all of your video watching, all your movie watching, in all of your 74 years. You have not seen Beauty <laughs> and the Beast.
0: Why? Good for I need an answer.
1: You're on the spot. I didn't see <gasps> it. On the spot. No, I need an answer. Why have you not seen Beauty and the Beast? Oh, dude, in Are the you a Homosexual? How, how does, can you call yourself a true homo? How does that? If just, you haven't twirled around in your room with a sheet wrapped around your waist,
0: tail is all this time. Strong <laughs> is all this rhyme. It's, we have different. We have different realities. No, that wasn't really gonna be in the um in the cars. I didn't see any need to. And even now, I don't really feel any need any need to watch it. I may watch the live action. But the, Were uh, you sexually
1: attracted to Hercules? Is that why you watched it seventeen times?
0: I know the Hercules has the the music It's so up and it's so oh lively. And I want to dive
1: and into it. this. I want to be your therapist for a minute. Oh my god, Michael, tell us why does Hercules speak to you but Beauty doesn't?
0: I just told you why. Bell. The humor, the music, it's bestiality. I thought that was one of your things. Oh, what Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> it's in the title. It's
1: Beauty and the Beast is French for bestiality
0: no i don't i don't think those are the main themes of okay. the
1: movie. after we hang up here guess what we're watching
0: oh could it at least be the live action i don't really, Showgirls. Know. Okay. I don't really that's a whole <laughs> other podcast and then let's I, watch I,
1: the live action i love that i went. oh my god i went to see the live action with oh i can't tell you the story actually it's very emotional i cried through the entire live action because beauty and the beast for me resonated it was like a mom story and i remember my mom taking me to see it and it being like a huge movie of my childhood and my mom is gone now and so are some of my siblings, but I just—I remember Beauty and the Beast had a huge hold in our household. My sister dressed up Beauty and the Beast; it was just a big thing. So when I saw the live action, I had a couple beers. Yeah, it was—it was like an emotional roller coaster for me, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like you have those moments later after someone's passed away a long, you know, for a while that you 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 completely realize they're gone, but you also you see something that you really enjoy and you think, oh my God, they would love this, you know? And I was like, my mom would love this live action Beauty and the Beast. She would eat this shit up. Yeah. And then I had a moment in the movie because I was thinking of where I was at in my life at that time. Because it makes you think of where were you at when you saw Hercules? You know, where were you? You're 29.
0: Like you're saying, like. I thought I was younger. I thought I was just skipping through the (laughs) fields. Yeah, this is it, man. This is going to be my summertime. And then come to realize, what? You're 29. (laughs) You're past Japan. Not past. No, I was, yeah. Just memory just serves different. It it always feels different. I thought I was younger. That's that's all. But I was i was
1: still young what year's beauty and the beast i had to be
0: uh beauty and the beast. i don't think i wrote down the year for that i might have been... so with beauty oh, and the...
1: it was like 94 right 91 one. Ninety. oh my gosh 91 i was a pup i was 10 years old and i remember this because um we went to the theater and it was like uh buy one get two special and one of the movies was father the bride and then you could go see beauty and the beast for free mm-hmm. and my mom's like well hell yeah even though none of his kids had any idea what Father of the Ride was, but I thought Steve Martin was the funniest guy to this world, you know, ever, and I could still, but Beauty and the Beast was just that moment of being in the theater with my mom and my siblings, and it was just like a such a positive, I can remember all of it, from getting up, you know, to get more popcorn, but I didn't really want to leave the film, anyways, long story short, I thought about how young and naive and accepting of the world I was when I saw that movie, and then I thought of where I was at 36 years old, seeing the live action and how much life had transpired since then and i kind of cried a little bit and it's just like if my mom could see this movie she would love it but if my mom could see me she would love me even more okay because where i was at that time was better than where i had been Mm -hmm. um but you kind of benchmark it with beauty and the beast you benchmark it with these experiences you have in film cinema you know going to hercules i don't know it's like for me that is always a touchstone for me it's like oh my god I remember when I saw hours or something and you think of who you were in that moment mm-hmm. and then you think of who you are now rewatching it on TV and you're like wow blows my mind yeah what's one of your other choices sorry
0: oh well it does have a connection to Paul Giamatti he shows up in this rom-com where Miss Julia Roberts is at her
1: <laughs> height <laughs> best friend's wedding my best
0: friend's wedding yeah he was, oh, he go was ahead.
1: the bellman who was outside her room when michael gets the shares a cigarette a little tidbit sorry go ahead yeah. i love that scene i thought this was my, this was my number three i pick. love this movie
0: <laughs> but i love that clip of him because it's where were they when did they start out yes yeah, so it's one of his earlier yeah, films. yeah oh, before you kind of breaking out breaking out bigger bigger and better i suppose but yeah it's a, nice, it's a nice little bit between the two of them uh julia's at the top of her rom-com game yes where she's a food critic uh, who's uh uh, so she is the main character. She's the, the lead. She has I'm found out that her best friend of many, many years is about to be married.
1: After, no, at first, though, he calls her and says, I oh, got something I got to ask you. Because they made a promise when they were younger that if they weren't married yeah, by yeah, a certain my, age. my notes here. By I the know, no, 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 28. No, no. By but the I love this. Um, I made this promise with many a chubby girl in my day. Um, When I was a, a wee gay man. <laughs> um, They're all married now. Good for them. Ages. um.
0: So, anyways, continue. You, I, 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 well, I'll, no, no, I'll, you go, you go, you go. Sorry, you. you task- <laughs> I thought I thought I was going. So at this point, it's another 1997 movie. I'm still 29. <laughs> it's it's inches. It's three weeks before her 28th birthday. Uh, New York food critic Julianne Jules Potter. Uh, she received a call from her lifelong friend Michael O'Neill, who's played by Dermot baroni so based in Chicago, he's a sports writer. Uh, so years earlier, the two of them had agreed that if they were unmarried by the age of twenty-eight, they would marry each other. Michael tells her that in four days he will marry Kimmy Wallace, played by Cameron, the Evervescent Cameron D. I I think that was
1: like her first like big pop, wasn't it? Maybe or so no? What uh, about um, yes? This something about yeah, Mary. Something about, about Mary. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. Yeah, you're
0: right. So she's playing a college student, uh, but she's the the out of nowhere fiance whose father owns the uh, Chicago White Sox.
1: Yeah. Philip Bosco. Yes, yes. Love yes.
0: that act. Uh, so realizing that Michael is the love of her life, Jules uh, <sighs> resolves to sabotage his wedding, his upcoming wedding. Yep. So she arrives uh, in Chicago. She's very nice with Michael. And she's going to meet Kim, who asks her to be her maid of honor right off the top. And Jules schemes to break up the couple through various manipulative actions. And that's... You know, I don't want, I mean, I, I'm don't. I sure a lot of you have seen the movie, but for those of you who don't, I don't really want to give it away because it's such a treat. It's,
1: just... Oh, yeah, you have to watch it. You do. It's one of those where you kind of want to entice, but you never want to give away. Yeah. Um, Because it's such a
0: good it's so, movie. It's so much fun.
1: Oh, there's a musical number. There's Rupert Everett before all the plastic surgery, so he doesn't look like <laughs> Judy Dench.
0: He's playing George, her editor.
1: Oh, yes. And then... Two up and comers. Do you remember who the cousins are? The oh, two yeah. the uh, Southern cousins.
0: Yes. And Carrie
1: Preston. Preston. Yes, True Blood you. and so many other great things. Yeah. Um The Good Wife and Oh my God. But it's like watching it back, it's it's always nostalgic. And, and, and I think Emmett Walsh is in it too. Um yeah. it's kind of the coderty uncle. Like he always well, played. he
0: played no, he played Michael's father, I believe.
1: Oh, was it Michael's father? Okay. Yeah. Just a fun stressful fucking story
0: so <laughs> I wasn't stressful stressed. i was
1: a kid i remember watching this with my my sisters and they were like julie roberts and she's beautiful and i love the movie but they were like so no yelling at the tv don't take them don't take them no don't mess that up cameron get a girl and i was just like oh, girl i have no idea what's happening but i would wear that dress girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and then right from the opening, because when you think of dress and thinking of the opening yeah, credits, open, yeah, when yeah. they have the wedding dress, so they honor DeFranco performing, wishing and hoping. And uh, dreaming. I just I'm love that. It just I'm sets wishing. the tone. Yes.
1: Oh, I well, got to well, watch it. a great start. So you got to watch it, yeah.
0: people. That's my number three pick.
1: That's one of her best movies. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it's a PJ Hogan film, too. He's just a great yeah, director. Yeah, you are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. But, yeah. um... But my best friend's wedding, excellent, excellent, Julia Roberts. Was that your third? That's my third one. Oh, what? And again, the... remember, it's nineteen ninety-seven. There's going to be another one. What is next? If you have more, do you notice how great the nineties are? Okay, so I'm gonna segue because we're we're just talking and talking and talking. For me, the way way back.
0: Oh yeah, <sighs> I remember the way way back and the movie you slept us into afterwards, White House Down, <laughs> something falling into the trees. <laughs> With the way way back tony collette
1: duh steve carell the effervescent amazing i can't use enough words to describe allison jenny oh my god she's a riot um and then some no-name actor that plays the kid and he's good but he doesn't <laughs> and then that girl that always look um what is it? she always looks sad i can't think of her name um looks, <laughs> that's not enough she... to go out, she looks sad <laughs> What's um, her name? So sad, <laughs> what is her name? Uh, but Tony Collette, I mean, I don't it's obvious. I might get the wrong sad actress. <laughs> she always looks sad. Her face is always sad. Where is it? Oh my gosh. Ah! She has those big, big eyes and she never smiles. But it's also starring Sam Rockwell, who is the hero of heroes for actors. Like, for anybody that's done like theater or anything, he is like the hero for everybody that is like a plain dude that. <laughs> can do extraordinary things if he really wants to. His role in A Midnight, oh, Midsummer Night's it just gets me. He is freaking incredible in that movie. Um, And I got to play that role on stage and I loved it. Oh, it's Liam James as Duncan. Uh, Amanda Peet, um, Nat Faxon. Oh my God, is that his name, Nat or Nate? Nate Faxon, Rob Corddry, Maya Rudolph, OMG. I keep forgetting. I'm sorry, I'm looking at it now because I'm like, and it's one of those Jim Rash movies who is that very weird, bald looking gangly guy but he kind of has this slice of life take on things that he just sees the world from a different standpoint. (laughs) So anyways, it's just um, a summer trip between a guy and a girl that are newly dating and they each have an individual kid. They decide to come together and go to his summer house because he apparently has money. And he's kind of a dickweed. And they make this kid who's kind of like socially awkward go with them. And he gets a job in in a water park for the summer. Sam Rockwell's that just like adult that we all want to be that drinks and smokes and just doesn't give
0: a shot
1: (laughs) and he's just so laid back and cool but he's really not living a good life and his love interest is the amazing Maya rudolph but anyways it's one of those movies i can watch 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 and i've recommended it to a couple people like at a certain time in your life you're ready for a certain type of movie and you're having this conversation with a friend and it was with my sister who's now gone um and she was just like i'm just on a rut. i'm just like I don't know, what do I want to do with myself? Do I want to go back to school? Do I want to do this? And I was like, watch The Way Way Back. And she's like, okay, is that a good Uh movie? And then she was texting me the entire time, like, oh my God, I love this story. Oh my God, I love this. Oh my God, I get this. Oh, this kid doesn't know what to do with himself, so he just kind of makes his own way and and he finds his people. And then his family's like shocked that he's this completely different person away from them, but they don't really give him a chance to breathe and be himself. They're so focused on their lives and they're, you know, fixing their problems and band-aiding over what is really going on in their life, the Tony Collette and the Steve Carell um, relationship. And it's so obvious to everybody around them that something is not working and something is going, but they just don't want to accept it. Cause then you have to focus on it and exert a lot of energy to fix it. Or, you know, it's like, especially the older you get and you get into these relationships and stuff. I think it's harder to. Well, I can deal with that and I can stay in this longer. God knows we've always been there. But anyways, the kid kind of goes and finds his own thing. And he's really the only one that enjoys the summer (laughs) because (laughs) he goes and does this thing that nobody else knows about and he just makes his own way for the summer. And then they're all shocked to find out, like, huh. And I think the end of it, I won't give it too much away because it is really a great journey to go on. But at the end, the mom is kind of like. Wow, I should have been listening to you the whole time, or I should have been,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you figured things out where I couldn't. And I love you for that. But anyway, it's just, it's a great, not only put in the summertime, but it's also just a great summertime. I'm in a rut. I'm kind of in, like, I don't know, just kind of watch.
0: Okay. Yeah. The way, way back. <laughs> I don't know if that was a theme song to it. Right? The way way back Let's go back No, I'm just kidding It's not like that It's not that she's i like, <laughs> like a bad, bad 90s, 80s sitcom Back, back, back
1: <laughs> Why, Back, back, back <laughs> mm.
0: The way way back Yeah, back, back, back What are you hitting me for? <laughs> ah! <laughs> I thought you were a Pez dispenser I'm trying to get the chocolate pieces. Can I just get the check? Yes I just want the check Okay So that's number three The way way back
1: Wow, if we just made it to number three <laughs>
0: that's all right we did we did four and three and we're gonna do a little um i need. i'm a little part so we're gonna we're gonna go away we're this ad is paid for by vodka
1: makes your children look better than they did before wait is that my husband he's good
0: never did get that vodka oh well there's still more to come as we name our top two and one picks of the top five movies that remind us of the summer you've been listening to ooh that's good our podcast about our love of movies tv and pop culture catch ooh that's good on spotify and apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast Be sure to subscribe and be on the lookout for future episodes. Join the conversation and get in on the fun by emailing us at oohthat'sgoodpodcast at gmail.com. Till next time, go watch something good.